When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This video is brought to you by ExpressVPN and Shopify people. More on them after the reaction. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for What If Season 2, Episode Thrust today. Koi, how are you? Feeling festive. How are you feeling, Greg? Good. How's that peanut butter bar? Delicious. <laughs> Needed totally it. Took a big old realize. bite right as you started the intro. I was <laughs> like, well, here we are. You're eating right now. My bad. Anyway, guys, be sure to leave a like, a holly jolly like. How's your Christmas going? Leave your thoughts down below in the comments on Xmas. What'd you get? What was a good present you got? I want to know. Tell the me. The best Xmas present Tell here on Xmas. Tell me. Tell us. Tell all of everyone. Uh, subscribe and click the notification bell because we are powering through the right now and also uh thank you to prepper for helping us edit down these highlights you don't get to have christmas and full length reaction watch along where you sing with your own copy of what if that is available for super sexy rejects thank you all have been joining us at our patreon page uh becoming super sexy rejects because that's what you are there and uh, john and i cover several things exclusively with highlights and watch longs included i covered everything coy I, I just realized it's christmas eve and they're watching this but maybe they watched it late merry christmas tomorrow so a lot of people celebrate christmas who knows who knows Bye. Uh, I mean, hi. Let's do it. We'll see you soon. <laughs> but I heard a voice say nice. as the heroes vanished from sight. Merry Christmas to all. <laughs> Guys? Oh, I missed the party. <laughs> to all, a good night. I like that Thor was missing because they always have the Hulk Thor separate thing. Remember, oh, yeah, like, they yeah, like, yeah, laughed yeah. and that, that inside nod. Oh, that was cute. Oh, man. 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 You know what's really cute? When you have people who back the channel during holiday season, They're allowing you to pay people a little bit extra because you got to work during the holidays. <laughs> so thanks to our sponsor today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Shopify for sponsoring, which is what we use for our merch store and is our game-changing partner in e-commerce. So whether you're launching a passion project or scaling to new heights, Shopify is the e-commerce powerhouse guiding you at every step. From creating your first online store to opening physical locations, Shopify makes it seamless. It's perfect whether you're selling exclusive merch or unique collectibles, thanks to their all-encompassing platform for both online and in-store sales. Their checkout system unmatched. It's 36% more effective at converting visitors into buyers than other platforms. And let's not forget Shopify Magic, the AI tool that elevates your business with minimal effort. But seriously, reflecting on our journey using Shopify for www.rejectnationshop.com, it's been transformative. The transition, smooth, growth, exponential. Thank you again, Reject Nation. From simplifying sales to scaling our offerings, Shopify has been a cornerstone of our success. And Shopify isn't just for us. It powers 10% of US e-commerce, backing businesses big and small in over 175 countries. Their award-winning support always there to guide you. So ready to join the revolution? Sign up for Shopify at only a dollar a month at shopify.com slash rejects. All lowercase, shopify.com slash rejects. Start your Shopify success story now. Let's grow together with Shopify team. Big thanks to ExpressVPN for sponsoring this video, a real game changer I've been using for years. That's right. 
years. So whenever they want to work with us, it's an instant yes. You've likely heard about ExpressVPN for online privacy and security, but there's more to it than that. However, there was a very real incident recently with Spectrum shutting down my internet and contacting me due to a suspecting hacking attempt. And funny enough, I realized I hadn't actually activated my ExpressVPN on my new laptop that I got a couple of months ago. So I was paying the consequences. Having faced a serious hacking issue on YouTube a couple years ago, that made ExpressVPN my go-to for both security and freedom. I mean it. And yes, what you've heard is true. Believe me, this channel knows. You can use ExpressVPN to watch movies and shows on Netflix that are not available in your country. This means accessing a vast array of content of over 100 countries, like a global cinema at your fingertips. It's super easy. Open ExpressVPN, switch locations, refresh the browser, and there you have it. Whether it's K-dramas on South Korean Netflix, Hulu, BBC, iPlayer, YouTube, or more, ExpressVPN has you covered. And it's incredibly fast, ensuring no buffering or lag for smooth HD streaming. It's versatile too, working on not just computers, but phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more. This means you can enjoy your favorite shows on anywhere, any screen, protect and elevate your internet experience. So if you want to get access to hundreds of new shows, use my link, expressvpn.com slash rejects. And you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash rejects. So head to expressvpn.com slash rejects to learn more. Thank you again. All the Hawkeye toys being left. <laughs> oh, okay. Iron Man oh, sold damn, out just got that. Yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious. marked down and still there. All right. Ross Marquand was uh, Warner Herzog. I love Ross. That's great. That yeah, makes sense. He did. The, he does the German voices for Marvel. You know, he's the German guy. He's the German guy, apparently. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So, you know how last episode I was saying that... I really enjoyed the first two thirds, but the last third left me down. So that was kind of the lasting impression. And you were like, this time I enjoyed the second two thirds. That's what I wanted. Yeah, this time it was like, okay, the first third I'm enjoying. There's a little bit of a dip in the second part of it for me. I had a a bit of a dip. But then once it just started embracing, like, just wackadoodle do, we're going to go all out bonkers crazy here. Yeah. And just uh, embrace the, the, what's it really adjusted to? Okay, he's not just going to become the Hulk. Like, he's going to keep the voice. He's going to keep a personality. And they just start having fun with going a little bit more macabre and a little bit more violent and wacky. Uh, I started like falling in love with it. Yeah, yeah. It, it started off like, all right, yeah, okay, this is cool. I get we're doing the Die Hard thing. This is fun, and then um, then it was kind of like whatever. But then suddenly it was like, I'm really lo- <laughs> like I had this shift here. Where I was like, so so as a as a whole for an episode, I think it's actually a really solid Christmas special. It feels like a Christmas special episode, and I'm so happy and- Marvel has a Christmas special because DC has been crushing it for so long, and I love watching like DC mm-hmm. Christmas specials. Marvel hasn't really had one. No. I mean, they had the Guardians of the Galaxy one. Sure, but that was live action. It's not as, like, free-spirited. It's like, it feels like, you know, it's got some heaviness to it. It's got, like, yeah. Like, this is like you throw on and have a romp. Like, I love yeah. the Christmas special for Guardians, but that's not something you watch with kids, like, casually. This you can yeah. just put on. I mean, it's like it pays tribute to a lot of Christmas movies. Like, sure. the obvious one being Die Hard. And then, but they they throw in references to like a Christmas. Carol. There's a whole list. I mean, the Christmas story, the the uh, Christmas story is what I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Christmas story. And as as the whole thing progresses, what they started really, I think, utilizing in terms of their animation medium was really strong visual gags. Yeah. Whether that be with cool, you know, fight awesome moments. Savage Hulk finally. <laughs> yeah, like we haven't had him like that in so long. In long it felt time. so good to have him back in a long time. But it was used in a funny way that was also cool, and I like when you could do both. Yeah, because he's just embracing it. But 
the way they would cut around to certain things, there was like a lot of specific editing choices, a lot of specific great just vision again visual gags and even even them cutting to the Avengers showing up and they pay the homage to the Ultron but in moment. The, those outfits, but, which is such a comic thing to have them in yeah. alternate outfits. But they're also not, they're also going to fight Hogan and they don't realize yeah. it. So they think they're doing like the super heroic fight but they're, they're beating not. beating up their yeah. friends. It's really <laughs> funny. Like it got, the, that last third I loved. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Uh, I, so I'm a big sucker for a Christmas movie as you guys probably know and I I'm a huge sucker for mixing genres and this completely nailed that thing that I love about I, I talk about it a lot with phase one and phase two we're like heist movie yeah man like everyone's talked about it ad nauseum but we haven't really had a fun Christmas movie because how heavy Iron Man 3 is I I love Iron Man 3 it's in my top half of Marvel I think it is underappreciated I think it's got bad PR I think Iron Man 3 is exceptional mm-hmm. but it's not like a fun time it's it's good at Christmas because of the other side of Christmas it's heavy it's got trauma this is just the joy of Christmas. There's a DC movie out this Christmas called uh, Merry Little Batman, and I just watched it yesterday, and it is so what you love about it's worth it. Oh, dude, it's so much fun. It oh, is yeah. so like yeah. it's on Amazon, right? Yeah, yeah. and it, it is a romp. It's just like what you love about Christmas movies. It's that fun spirited when you're a kid and you just put on like Grinch mm-hmm. and you're just like, this is just joy. That's Merry Little Batman, and this was that. So yeah. I like my more adult, mature, somber Christmas stuff, but and mo- most of my favorite mo- movies end up being Christmas adjacent because I'm a huge Shane Black fan, but also uh, like In Bruges is Christmas, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is Christmas, Shane Black, and like, but I want fun for the morning of, and I love that this gave me some of my favorite characters in a preposterous romp. And it used them in ways that feel like an accurate representation of where the Age of Ultron characters were when everything wasn't broken. Because if you look at the MCU, as you get into Phase 3, everyone's pretty exhausted and the world's fucked. And then by the time you get into Phase 4, it's therapy. We haven't had them fun in a while. It was so cool to go back to Age of Ultron and have like the playful Scarlett Johansson played by Lake Bell. To have like Tony back before... You know, it's also interesting to look at the casting and be like, oh, those characters have left the MCU. Everybody else is their own voice. Um, like, it was only Lake Bell and Tony. I was like, all right, well, they're yeah, there. But um, having the fun of Phase 2, but mixed with Christmas, mixed with a genius pun of Hulk Hogan, there was so much in there that I was just, like, overjoyed to live through. Yeah, I think in terms of an episode itself, I this one, I really got this. Episode 2 felt like episode 2 of What If. Mm. This felt like they knew this was a they had a, a Christmas special on their hands yes and the way it ramps up I think is really well done like it escalates and it builds really well I agree so even in that second act where I thought like uh, t- something pacing wasn't really pacing wise it was more just creative decision making wise that was sort of dipping for me it it still wouldn't have it any other way because of how it actually ramped up to where we got to I, I appreciated the build. Yeah. Like, like it's actually really well paced when you think about it. It starts off kind of just like, a, a note you would expect, bless you. I don't know what you would expect, but then as it gets to the finale, again, it's it's like they're There's slowly pushing pitch. on that acceleration button, uh, acceleration pedal a little bit more as we're going. Yeah. I also like Sam Rockwell's my favorite excellent. character that excellent. has never come back. Yeah, like excellent. Justin Hammer's the guy I've been waiting for, and I really hope he's in Armor Wars. This was such a reminder of like how great Sam and Rockwell is. He, Justin he Hammer. showed up, man. He just like he had the yeah. most dialogue by a large margin. He really played like a voiceover performance. Yeah, here. like it was you know? full tilt, and it reminds you of like one the power of sam rockwell but also as bad as iron man 2 is it's still the one with justin hammer like yeah. that that's the thing that makes iron man 2 so watchable is the improv nature 
of John Favreau teaming up with Tony, but also that Justin Hammer is a delight every time he's on screen. And that was a big reason why this episode's so fun. Yes, it's got diehard references. Yes, it's got all these like hijinks, but Justin Hammer is literally dancing through the episode. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Uh, and then also, like, I'm not as big of a diehard fan as I am a Lethal Weapon fan, but it's so formative to Christmas that I think they handled the plot well because Avengers Tower, tying that into, you know, uh, Yugazoki Plaza. What's the? Yeah, Yakatomi. Yakatomi. Yeah, Yakatomi. Yaka I forget. That Just one. Correct this. Yeah, that's the, all the comments now. It's them being like, you idiots, yeah, die hard, the greatest movie of all it's time. It's in LA, isn't it? It is. It's like Fox Studios. It's like <laughs> yeah, right down the street. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yes, that place, having that be the plot was genius. I was hoping this Yoshinoya would solve. Bowl? Yeah, Yoshinoya Bowl Tower. <laughs> yeah. They're sponsors. That's our sponsor today. <laughs> uh, but uh, like this episode, um, I was hoping we'd finally solve the mystery of who bought Avengers Tower as teased in Spider-Man. We still don't know. Yeah, I was hoping What If would answer that question I was hoping first. of all things, What If would give us a big the, narrative the push. Episode 3 of What If would tell us. Marvel's been planting seeds. We're going to find out the Celestial's purpose. We're going to find out who bought Avengers Tower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this was really fun. At first, uh, at first I was kind of concerned, like, oh, man, am I not going to love this one? Yeah. But then, I, again. I miss that, Brutal Hulk. That last third really, really did wonders. I love that Renner came back to get made fun of with the Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah, that was great. <laughs> Uh, they, I thought there was really fun references throughout and a lot of great homages both to the Avengers universe uh, and Christmas movies simultaneously. But again, like I thought they made a really smart choice on how to handle Hulk Hogan here. Hulk the, Hogan was a genius. Yeah, because I, I, my, I really thought they were, like because they what they in terms of like a story that was building too with him, he's slowly morphing. Yeah, physically, it wasn't just he gets inf- injected. It did the unexpected with how to handle him. Sure. Because not only does he not just morph, like you normally when you see Hulk transformation, you know, even if it's just hit with gamma rays or whatever, they just turn into it. Abomination just turns into it. Actually, except in the no, he he slowly turns right. Yeah, but like this was not, it's not when body you get part it, by body when you part. get that full inj- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's like a it's like a body horror experience for that's what it, that's what it was. They made it like a body horror comedy out, yeah. of, out of him, and I that was the last thing I expected them to do. And the voice change in his Jacqueline Hyde <laughs> yeah, face, his face is like, and he's making jokes, but he's like Jacqueline Hyde about it. And you could feel John Favreau like that's when he was really having fun with the role, where you could see him in the voice booth like doing like mannerisms. With his mouth and everything. Oh, you can hear it for sure. Yeah, good. I really appreciate how they kept him with a personality instead of him just having be some like monster. Like, like they, they made him like a deranged, <laughs> weird. It was really funny. And the man. joke at the end when he's like, "You can fix this, right?" Ah, my head of security brushing <laughs> off the actual problem. Such yeah. a Tony Stark answer was... too. And the look of panic on an animated character's face when it ejects itself. Why would it do that? Yeah. It was so good. Yeah, this episode was a blast. Yeah, this was a really fun episode. I, I was surprised. Uh, so far. I mean, it's going to be really hard to top that first one. It will. I think this was more fun. Honestly, that's the point. This but, was, I mean, that was. This is the point of it. But I think episode it's, one is the best made. I think it's yeah. Oh, absolutely. This this is like gen. But sometimes, especially with the comic book genre, using the word fun is often a way to dismiss <laughs> a bad movie. <laughs> uh, but this this was genuinely like I'm having a great time. I'm excited yeah. to throw this on in rotation on Christmas. Also, I watched Grinch last night, and The Grinch is one of my favorites, period. Animation, anything. I love Dr. Seuss. Uh, It's 27 minutes. I didn't realize how short Grinch was growing up. Uh, This is perfect because it's like the same thing as like the the Rudolphs and the Grinch and like those. It's an episode that feels like a movie. The Ron Howard one's like two and a half hours. Do you know 
Jim Carrey's not gonna not gonna make that money for less. You gotta you gotta earn that hundred million dollars. <laughs> I'm watching the Jim Carrey one tomorrow. I'm excited. There's playing it at the rooftop. There's a theater in LA. I'm not a big fan. <gasps> really? I've seen it twice. Do you like the Cat in the Hat, Mike Myers? Never seen it. Never seen it either. Let's watch it. That's the one. Let's me and you team up to do a rewatch <laughs> of a never watched Mike Myers Cat in the Hat. Yeah, I, I love Doctor Seuss. I just I've been scared to watch that because I love Doctor Seuss. I'm not a big fan of. of yeah, I, I know everyone loves that Jim Carrey one. You're not a Theodore Geisel fan. That's Doctor Seuss. I, I, I think my, my real honest opinion. Oh, you're about to ruin Christmas. I think Jim Carrey's really annoying in it. Oh, okay. So I thought you were going to disrespect uh, Dr. Seuss. I'm okay with you. And so I like Jim almost Carrey. everything around that movie. Except Jim Carrey. But Jim Carrey's performance. Do you like the Grinch character? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I like, like the, the, I like, I like the original animated yeah. uh, movie, the 30-minute the one. Have yeah. you seen the Scott Mosher one that came out in like 2018? I haven't the seen it. The one with Benedict Cumberbatch as his Grinch? Maybe. It's like CGI. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, you mean, uh, yeah, it's like computer animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I haven't seen it. It's directed by Scott Mosher, Kevin Smith's buddy. That's an old Oh, no, I haven't seen it now. The clerk's producer, like Kevin Smith. Let's Smith's do it in guy. February. Let's do it. Let's do it when it's relevant. <laughs> Let's do it Valentine's Day. Let's hit that up for Arbor Day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't seen it. Uh, All right, well, by next Christmas, me, we're going to watch Grinch and Cat in the Hat. Greg and I teaming up. You thought you liked our equalizer reactions. Wait until we watch the Cat in the Hat. <laughs> yeah, kids and we watched some family movies. We did Kung Fu Panda. Kung Fu Panda is bigger than anything else we've done. It's not as funny as a tangent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but Cat in the Hat would be fun. I like Dr. Seuss. I just haven't seen it. All right, guys. What did you think about this episode? Leave your thoughts down below. Happy holidays to you. Subscribe. Leave a like. Patron of the day shout out. Ho, ho, ho. All right, John. Pick a name. Andrew Hayes. <sighs> Andrew Hayes. You know what? I'm going to get you for Christmas this year. Santa's delivering to you. No. Coming down that gym. He is uh, delivering first an operating table. <laughs> hey. You're going to wake up strapped to an operating table. It's going to be there. You're going to think you're in some weird nightmare and you're in some sleep paralysis thing that you just cannot get out of. Like, I need to wake up. No. But ho, ho, ho. <laughs> You've no, no, no. You're on the naughty list. You're on the naughty list this year. <laughs> uh, Santa is going to uh, surgically remove your legs without anesthesia <laughs> oh because anesthesia is a sin for some reason. Yeah. And <laughs> he's a Christian scientist. <laughs> he doesn't believe in uh, medication. And he's right? going to make sure your mouth is just really taped shut so that way you can't even scream, man. You can't even do it. But he's going to give you a new pair of legs <laughs> so you're taller. Oh, but dude. You're going to be like, twist. What are, what are those mythical creatures with the hooves? The... Oh, like uh, like not, Mr. Tumnus. They're not. Kind? What is a Mr. Tumnus? Uh, he's got like goat legs. He's, goat legs yeah, once. Yeah, those he's guys. A fawn. Fawns. Yeah, he's a fawn. He's turning you into a fawn. Uh, Santa's gonna turn you into a fawn. So you're gonna th- you're gonna wake. You're gonna be taller. You're like whoa, I can see above the table. And, and I can like run. Super yeah, I can crazy. run. And then you take off your jeans to see your new big thing, and you're gonna be like, oh my god, Santa gave me fawn legs. Yeah. And you're gonna be like. No, and that's the ironic tale is you are now taller, but you have fawn legs. <laughs> yeah. And so at what cost did you achieve this height for? And and the ultimate mystery that we cut away from to commercial break is like, did he leave your thing or did he give you a fawn thing? And which one is bigger, you know? Well, that's what the sequels were. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's uh, Andrew trying to find love amongst his own kind. So, Andrew, I hope this holiday season you could learn to adjust to your new life. You could have been just a paraplegic. You could have. But now you got fawn legs. So I'd say you should have been a paraplegic. Uh, so really, man, <laughs> you should have been a paraplegic, man. You should have just said no, Santa. No, please, please just, no. I don't need the fawn legs, <laughs> just man. Keep my keep my stumps. Uh, but really, man, it's your call. And I hope you have a great Christmas Spirit with your family and your hot but... mom, and uh, continue saving people from getting their houses broken in. <laughs> yes, my fawn man. Yeah. <laughs>